2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WYLK.
3: Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I uh, just finished three days of being on, uh, they call it an academy, it started at 11 o'clock in the morning and went till about 6 o'clock every day. And there were breaks, and then there was a lunch break, and then there was a break, and then we finally finished up. That was tough to sit for three days to do something like that, but boy did yeah. I learn a lot. Wow. I did. So now, so now I'm back to being like my normal self with uh, opportunities to get up and walk and leave and do things, get the mail, you know, so... I'm happy about the fact that I actually did stay till the end of three days and um it was the first three days we've been back in Clark Summit, so um yay for that. It's just amazing to get myself especially with my kitchen, to get reacclimated to where things are. <laughs> I, I find myself running around in circles. I, I I go, I instinctively I go to one spot and say no, that's at the lake. Then I stop and say, okay, but where did I put it? And then I have to figure. It out. And then this morning, of all things, I forgot about the fact that Thursday morning is garbage day, which um, oh, no. means that you got to get your stuff out to the curb. And, you know, yeah. I'm just so used to taking it to the dumpster at the lake whenever I feel like it. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I woke up this morning and jumped out of bed and ran around and got all the stuff together. And, and, you know, it's still sitting out there, but whatever, they'll come at some point in time. But it's funny about how you have to get yourself reacclimated to the, 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 the customs of being in either place. Yeah. You know, it's just weird. And I am so glad that we got back here before before the first snowstorm. Yes, it was nice to have somebody come and brush off the steps and plow the driveway and the, and the streets, and it was good. It was just nice. I don't
4: understand I think we, why. I don't understand why that doesn't happen in your place at the lake. Well, it does, but not
3: necessarily at the time it does here. I mean, that's, uh, you know, they they get around to it is the kind of the way it works, you know. So we might not get plowed out had we been there until maybe 6 or 7 o'clock at night, and then he would have to come back when he finished and clean off the steps. Well, you know, that could not necessarily work out with my schedule or Pat's. But anyway, what's nice is to know that... um, it's only 5 to 10 minutes away to get things now, as opposed to 35 or 40 minutes.
4: Well, wait, so there's advantages and disadvantages. I have a question for you. Since yes. when does Pat have a schedule? Pat? That, <laughs> yes. No, no, it's it's me
3: imposing my schedule on him. That's on him, yeah. That's what I should yeah. say. Uh
4: Yeah, but
3: other than that, his schedule is to get up from the chair, go to the bathroom, and come back. I know, that's that's what I said,
4: since when does he have a schedule? Well said. Yeah. God love him. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I did my Saturday was my yearly board meeting for the uh, military selection board, which I am Mm -hmm. proud and privileged to be a part of. And mm-hmm. I had, this year, I've, I'm always in the Air Force Merchant Marine group, but this year, did I talk about this last week? Because I can't remember. No, no. Okay. Um, this year, I got West Point candidates, and mm. um, it was uh, it really amazing. Um, To hear these um, kids and see what they want to do and to have the other people on the board, because there's many people, but they're separated between groups such as West Point, the Naval Academy, and then the Air Force and Merchant Marine, because with the Coast Guard, you do not need congressional and or senatorial letters of support. Um, but the others you do, which is why we have these. So each, um, congressman picks as do senators, um, groups of people who meet as a selection board and do the interviewing and all the the whole process that goes into it. And this year of course was uniquely different because we had to do it. We're usually in person at Marywood and this year it was on Zoom calls, so we did not get to see all of the other people who are part of this board, but are then separated into separate rooms once we meet for coffee, and then we come back for lunch. And this year we weren't able to do that um, because we did it via Zoom. But it was it was fun. It was it was unique. Um, the kids all did a great job, and so did the other uh, board members. Bob Morgan, who works for Matt and Tammy did a great job of pulling this off and getting it together and dropping off the materials to all of our doorsteps. And it was, um, it was, it was a wonderful, um, opportunity and just to see why these kids want to do what they do. And, um, of course, you know, me, I'm, I always, I, I love to interview, so um, it's a, a natural thing for me, but it, it's just, uh, it's amazing to know what they want to do and why they want to do it. And some of their parents, one, one young guy from um, Luzerne County, his mom is a West Point graduate, and I said to him, I'm so impressed wow. that he have you're saying it's your mom who was the the grad, um, which really was a neat thing. So that was the first time I've I've heard that, and that was nice. And so the kids were amazing, and it was a wonderful morning. But as you, it reminded me because we started at eight thirty in the morning. We had about a twelve minute break. And then we went straight through till one o'clock. So from eight thirty 30 to one o'clock, we uh, f- keeping me in one position at one, <laughs> <all the> time, <laughs> it's like crazy. So, um, I did have to tie myself onto the chair and stuff so I wouldn't leave, but it was, um, it was a lot. It, it is, it's a lot, to, but it goes by so quickly and I get so energized because you know me, I like to talk and I like the energy that it creates with everybody else. So, um, it was, it was really a, a great, a great morning. So I'm always very happy that I participated, that I was asked and that I have an opportunity to, you know, cause we as a board decide who gets the letter of approval from the, com- from the, uh, Congressman. So it's, um, it's a big job. It's a big responsibility and, Uh, I never take it lightly, but I'm very proud of it. So that's another one in the books. So that happened. So
3: how many many people did you uh, approve? Well, um, eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's really nice. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing. uh, I, I think that's really interesting that I don't believe most people know that that's the process that people go through. In order to be accepted at any of those military academies.
4: Yeah, I mean you, you know, can go. Just, to it's never
3: talked about. Nobody ever said, no. "Oh, did you know that this is no." So I'm glad you you know,
4: obviously, you know, obviously, if if your child is applying, but you really, the average person doesn't understand that you need that. You you don't have one, you know, your senator or your your congressman or both, you know, and I guess you can go. I don't know if the vice I guess the vice president can do it, um, but you have to have that. You can have many or both or three, but you have to have at least one or you do not you, your, your file is incomplete. So, Hmm. um, and it's only done within a certain period of time. It's done every year at this time of the year. Uh, and how long does the interview
3: take usually with you?
4: We, we map out about 20 minutes for each candidate. Sometimes it's a little longer, sometimes it's a little shorter and Then you make up the time. You know, in the beginning it, it yeah. takes a while because you are forming your questions. I mean, I, I kind of know what I'm going to ask all the time because I think it, it speaks because I know everyone else has different expertise. So I kind of get in more on the emotional side of things and on the um, friendly way of knowing about people. Um, and so that's my, the way I ask my questions. Then you have very, you know, we have a colonel in the, who graduated from West Point from the, from the armed mm. retired colonel. Then another uh, gentleman who flew um, helicopter pilots uh, or who was a helicopter pilot pilot. Um, and, um, another woman from an, she lives in another County. And then another guy who is from Lackawanna County, but lives in Moscow. I mean, a lot of people who just, um, you know, bring a different perspective to, um, you know, how you're looking at what, why you would want a kid, a well-rounded kid to get in there. And it's kind of funny because everyone takes their role, not, we don't even talk to each other. We just ask Mm -hmm. our questions based on off the, you know, mine's off the cuff, but I know what I'm going to ask every year. And we're never the same as the other. And Everybody sort of has their own expertise of why they're looking for it, and then that, therefore, with the five of us that interviewed each kid, it was more of a you know you could see whether they were a well-rounded kid based on all of the things we we spoke about. So, mm-hmm.
3: um,
4: yeah, and it's amazing, Lynn, that I always see so many Eagle Scouts who have then applied to one of the military academies. No kidding. Oh, yeah. It seems to be a common, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A common trend, a thread to them applying. Um, there's a mm-hmm. lot of Eagle Scouts. It would kind of um, make sense. they people yeah, that... very have accomplished have, kids. <clears throat> yeah. They
3: have a, a high goal. They have the discipline to make it work. And mm-hmm. um, it teaches them a lot of skills. So... Uh, they would be a good candidate to want to be part of that those institutions yeah makes sense yeah.
4: it's um it was a great so every time i do it it's you know it's a, it's a saturday morning right at christmas time which you think okay got to block out all these hours and you think uh, but it's only that that's what i do with everything you know you think why did i blah, blah, blah. But when you do it, and once I'm there and I'm in it, it is the most rewarding thing. And so when I when I leave, I always feel so fulfilled and so, um, you know, proud to be part yeah. of what we're doing in our own little neck of the woods. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great That's thing. great. <laughs> and Christmas is up most of my stuff for the most part. I did not go crazy this year at all. Not, not for any other reason that I just didn't want to um my outside is done and very pretty and then I just you know nice things inside but simple and so I'm almost finished and that makes me happy well I
3: did a lot of Christmas shopping online last night and I was very happy that I got a big chunk of it done and it was good so um Mm mm-hmm And I think also, I have to say, uh, do a shout-out to Patrick A. Gennapoli, who will be um, celebrating with me. um, It will be over when you're listening to this, but on December 11th, it is our 21st wedding anniversary. Wow, what happy anniversary. Thank you. It's just incredible to me to think that that wonderful party that we had at Settlers Inn was 21 years ago. There you go. Cause it was, we had such a great time. It was one of mm-hmm. the most fun things I think I ever did. So, uh-uh. on that note, um, saying happy anniversary to Patrick and to me. We will take yes, a quick break. Yes, happy anniversary
4: to Lynn and Pat.
3: Thank you. We'll be taking a quick break and we'll be back with um, Peg Ruddy. Peg Ruddy,
1: yep. And, uh, Stay tuned. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News with Webster and Nancy. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book, heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, laurie, l-a-u-r-i-e, at lauriecaden.com, l-a-u-r-i-e-c-a-d-d-e-n. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know.
2: sell fast. And ERA OneSource Realty offers an industry exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's a piece of money. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA OneSource Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. Era One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now back to Laurie and Lynn.
4: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans.
3: I am the managing director of Women of Substance LLC, and I'm also the financial planner for the same company. It's a, a firm that specializes in working with baby boomer women and I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse and that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify. And our second guest expert today um, is the executive director of the Women's Resource Center in Scranton. And her name is Peg Ruddy, and Peg's been a guest of ours in the past, and we are so happy to have her back because there's some very important news she wants to share about the center and its future.
5: Welcome, Peg. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Lori. I'm thrilled to be back. Okay. Um, you've always been always enjoyed the show yes so the women's resource center um on december 8th just a few days ago launched a public uh capital endowment campaign um our board of directors about two years ago um put a plan in place for us to you know, be able to ensure our sustainability well into the future um, and also to enhance our program. So they set a goal of $2.5 million, and we did that with a professional um, person who did a feasibility study. And I'm really pleased to report that after our quiet phase, right now we're at $1.4 million. Uh, which, is 50, yeah. all right. <laughs> which is 55% of the goal, and so now we're going public. Uh, we're asking all of our uh, supporters in the community of Lackawanna and Susquehanna counties, um, you know, uh, if they'll make a donation. Uh, during the event, uh, Dave and Ann Hawke are our wonderful co-chairs of the campaign cabinet. And during uh, Dave's presentation at the event, he said, no d- donation is too small or too big. And I really like that message.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and didn't um, Ann also say something about something her, was it her grandmother told her that she read somewhere or something about, she quoted someone else, I forget who it was, who yes.
5: said, if not us, then who? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they had a great, uh, Dave and Ann had great messages uh, for the community, and they've been, I've really appreciated their leadership, um, you know, during the campaign. So it took us some... Um, Close to a year in the quiet phase. Uh, you know, the pandemic has certainly, you know, affected our ability to go meet with people. Uh, but we certainly yeah. have been able to do that via, you know, um, virtually, you know, Zoom and all those kinds of platforms. Mm-hmm.
3: And I think the other thing, too, you want to mention is the fact that um, any kind of commitment that somebody makes, they can do it over a period of years. Correct. But it doesn't have to be something up front. Because That's right. I think a um, lot of... People are a little concerned about their jobs and other things at this point and afraid to make that kind of a commitment. So I think knowing that you can spread that out over a couple of years, however many years it takes, I don't know, but at least it counts
4: for
5: the campaign. We are... looking at, you know, most individuals spreading it out over three years, and we also mm-hmm. have a couple of individuals who have spread it out over five years. Um, okay. So it's certainly, you know, I think much more manageable that way. Good. Yeah, so, so what we'll use, um, what, what our goal is, is our plan, I should say, is uh, we're going to put a million dollars in endowment. And be able to, you know, grow that into the future, because we're so heavily dependent on government funds and fundraising events. And um, the other 1.5 million, then, we're going to use to expand our programs, uh, our safe date programs, which is a prevention program um, for seventh through ninth graders on how to have a healthy relationship. You know, we're gonna expand um, our housing program, our safe housing program. So, um, you know, it'll all go directly into assisting uh, domestic violence and sexual assault survivors.
4: Ted, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned, and I said it was a nice article the next day in the paper, picture of Anne and David at the theater at North in their nice, comfortable chairs. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and the reason I say nice, comfortable is because um, So many people aren't as fortunate to be so comfortable. So especially at this time, and especially, as you said, through the pandemic. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about why, um, I mean, it it should be obvious, but just to let people know what the situation is now during this pandemic with your ability to support these uh, victims of domestic violence, both women and men,
5: please? Sure, Uh, At the beginning um, of the pandemic, back in March and April, we watched our hotline calls reduced by 40 percent over the last couple of years. Um, And it was very frightening and alarming to all of us. But what we did figure out, obviously, is when, you know, you have a stay-at-home order and you're, you know, um, can't go to work and you're forced to be in the same space as your abuser, you know, there's really no way to make a call. And so uh, we did see that. Uh, change um, once we got into the summer months. Um, and right now, across the nation, and, and we're not alone in this, um, there's been a real spike in uh, hotline calls to domestic violence and sexual assault programs. Um, and we have also had a real need for our safe house program. Um, we've seen a, a definite increase um, since you know late summer, early fall, with individuals reaching out to us to flee their homes um, and so obviously with the pandemic we're not able right now to see clients face to face but we do a couple things we have obviously the telephone that we use um, we have cell phones that if someone needs one we can give them out And we had um, uh, Margaret McCormick, our board president, is at North Penn AAA, and her and her team um, donated um, um, fire uh, tablets. And so then we are able to um, talk with clients virtually. Um, We give them a tablet, and then they're able to talk with us over our computers. Uh, We also use that uh, tool because the courts are still open. Um, And obviously the clients can't go into court, but um, the attorneys um, and the clients then use uh, tablets to communicate with the judge if they're in need of a protection order. Wow. It's been very challenging.
3: Yeah, Yeah. very creative in how you've worked around it. I mean, it's not the best situation, but it's
5: it's an alternative that works. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know it's hard enough to go to court when you're there with an advocate and an attorney, um, and then to be like in your home, isolated on a tablet. Um, you know, it's it's tough. I mean, I really admire yeah. the uh, individuals who, you know, reached out to do that because it takes a lot of courage.
3: Sure. Hey, are you yeah, familiar hey, with uh, uh, a thing called Virgin River? Have you heard of that? No. It's a Netflix series. Oh, no, I haven't heard of it. The reason I'm saying it is because uh, in this season, and actually last season as well, there was one of the themes was a woman who was running away with her child um, from a a very abusive domestic partner.
5: Um, What's it called? um, Virgin River?
3: Virgin River, mm-hmm. and it's really very interesting because it's it's how they resolve this, uh, this situation that's not necessarily optimum, but uh, it revealed a, a, a story from one of the other characters about having witnessed this as a child oh. in her own home and how it affected her and how she felt so devastated by it but couldn't talk to anybody about it and i think that's another really important part of what the women's resource center does that it it gives children an opportunity to express what's happening at home and teaches them what to do because i know that this this woman who was killed in uh in west Granton, i believe it was her son who found her body and you know we have to talk about that aspect of it as
5: well right Exactly, and you know, it it becomes something that you know survivors are embarrassed about when there's no reason to be embarrassed. They didn't do anything wrong, Um, and so they're afraid to talk about it. And it's it's very very private. So, um, you know, it's really important um, uh, for them to you know reach out to us. We have a free and confidential hotline. um, You know that no one would know that they called, um, and you know we would be able to um, you know help them. be safe. Really.
4: Mhm. Yeah. Sure. Hey, how, how long will you um, have your campaign going for?
5: Um, we're hoping that we'll be able to raise the remainder of the money in the next year. Okay. Yeah. And um, hopefully, when you know we're able to move about again, um, you know, we're we're going to be able to go back to have face-to-face visits because they are very successful.
4: Yeah. And needed, and needed. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which, yeah. uh, well, Peg, hey, um, this time of the year is tough for everyone else, I mean, but knowing full, it's, 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 and yet alone for someone who's trying to escape harm uh, with their family intact. So um, Christmas, I'm sure is a special time, and you try to do as much as you can to help. Yes. Is there any way the, the public can help? Do you have any type of annual drive or anything going on that you can have? Yes, we do.
5: Off? Yes, okay. Lori, thank you. Because obviously of COVID, um, we're not able to you know, hand out toys like we usually do, but the public has been incredibly generous and others still have time donating gift cards. Um, and you know, we like to support local businesses. Um, and, you know, we we're able to hand out gift cards to moms then. Um, and then they, it's, it's, it's really great. Cause then they can go buy their own gifts instead of, you know, having something handed to them that, you know, might not be mm-hmm. something they would have picked if, in other words. So, um, we've had a tremendous, um, reaction. We had face, you know, social media is wonderful. We posted it on our Facebook and the community has been great. So if people want Hi. to do gift cards, they can just mail them to us at, oh. um, you know, WRC, Post Office Box 975, Scranton, 18501. Uh, and then they'll be locked up nice in our in our uh, post office box.
4: Good. Well, Peg, good luck to you, to the Hawks. To Thank all the- you out there who need your help and you continue to do and let's just also say it all starts at the top and that you're a wonderful um advocate and a great person and you've done an incredible job in your position so thank you very much and merry christmas to you and to everybody else right lynn yes
5: merry christmas to both of you and i hope i get to see you soon in the studio
4: yeah, yeah, exactly. The <laughs> last time you were
5: there, Pat. There we go. Okay, All right. Well, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
4: You're welcome. You're welcome. And stay tuned, everybody. You will be
6: right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn show. and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy, your ignorance of it is.
8: Business Banking at Fidelity. Universal Printing started out in Northeast Pennsylvania in June of 1995. Since that time, we have grown to 155 employees. What we do, we're a document solutions business. We do printing. We have an IT department on site. There's computer programmers, developers, production people. So all of our IT is done in-house. The nature of our business is it is very capital intensive. What we continue to do is adapt to the needs of our customers, and in order to do that, we have to continue to invest in the best state-of-the-art equipment that's out there, and we can do that with the support of Fidelity Bank. Fidelity allows us to play on a playing field that we could never have played on if we didn't have the support of a strong local bank that believed in us. They're not just saying they support the community, they're doing it, and we feel really blessed to have a partner in Fidelity Bank.
2: Glory and Lynn.
3: Hi, my name is Lynn Evans. Um, I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance LLC. It's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of, fin- of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.
4: Hi, everybody, and I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we have with us for the third time this year Mr. Michael McHale, who is a partner with Barbetti McHale LLC, Certified Public Accountants at 1421 East Drinker Street in the good old town of Dunmore, otherwise known as Bucktown. Right, Mike? Mike is with us. And uh, (laughs) he's gearing up for the the end-of-the-year stuff and all of his... uh, Your tax information and and going into the new year and getting ready for April 15th and all the fun stuff, no pun intended, that uh, we do with our taxes every year, Mike. So welcome for the third time. Mike, third time's the charm, baby. I hope so. (laughs) So how is everything going with your new endeavor? Um, Just to repeat, because it bears repeating after it's such a young... Um, new business uh, in the sense of a partnership. Mike Barbetti has been in business for a long, long, long time as a certified public accountant. And Mike McHale, who is a younger guy who's been in doing uh, CPA work for many years, big companies, and now is able to um, be a partner in a um, wonderful uh, um accounting firm and as we've said in the past Mike you're you're thrilled to be back in your good old hometown of Dunmore and the fact that Michael has been that this guy behind the you know I'm going to say that don't pay pay no attention to the man behind the curtain but in, <laughs> in, 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 real, in reality everybody does with Mike Barbetti he's pretty good at what he does and uh, mm. I, mean, I know you feel fortunate so how's everything going up there with with everything that's been happening
9: well it's <clears throat> Excuse me. Honestly, it, it's it's uh, been a dream come true. I mean, we're only there. I'm only there a couple months. But uh, just to give a little bit of background of my uh, m- uh, of myself, uh, the large majority of my career has been in public accounting, uh, and and culminated with a, a partnership at a large firm out in New Jersey. Uh, so even though. Uh, I, I I still live in Dubois. I commuted every day into North Jersey and uh, handled a lot of clients both in New York City and North in Connecticut and uh, in, in upstate New York as well. So um, the the experience that I had there was second to none. I, I loved it where I was, but uh, you know, always wanting to come back and stop that commute and be able to serve the people in, in our area uh, is a dream come true. So being able to do that and, and, and having to, to uh, meet up with Mike Barbetti, uh, who was a quiet leader in the industry. I, I say that um, with, a, with, with intent, because uh, Mike's practice uh, is great. It's, it's a sizable practice. It's not a small, small firm. Uh, we're sizable. We could do just about any account, uh, corporate, uh, individual family owned, uh, to, you know, to, to, to the big boys. So we've done school districts, nonprofits, uh, for-profit companies, family owned businesses and handled everything. Um, as you said in your introduction, the Mike's been around for a long, long time. And, and I knew what I was getting there. I knew I was getting a invaluable experience that he provides. And, and Mike is saying Mike is, is, uh, just pulling back a little bit with me there. And that was the intent to bring me into, to help Mike, to, uh, to be able to slow down a little bit, but he is still there every day. He's still working as hard as ever, even though he, his intent is to slow a little bit. Uh, he's not doing so. So, and on top of that, uh, I, I also was, was very, very lucky to, uh, to, to meet his wife and his wife, uh, helps out at the firm as well. And her connections and the people that she knows are second to none. So the two of them are a dynamic team together that I'm, overexcited to, to be involved with. And this literally could not have been uh, a a better match made uh, out there. So, you know, the the way that he does things, we do things correctly. And what separates this firm uh, from everybody else is the, the people that work there and, and the individuals who would represent us in your company or in anybody's company out there. Um, they're not getting the people right out of college and not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's what happens at the big firms. Um, and that's not what happens with us. We have people who have been with us, the large majority of mm-hmm. our people, which 70 75% of our people have been with the firm over 25 years and that's wow. in public that, That's just, you know, it doesn't happen. So the ability Mm -hmm. to be able to send someone out there with that much experience to every client is invaluable to to our clients and to us. So we think that we offer a a great, great product because of the experience that we have, the people that we have, and uh, the leadership of Mike and myself uh, is just working tremendously. So we're hoping to grow the firm uh, slowly. We don't want to grow too fast. Uh, we want to make sure that our services stay uh, impeccable and stay at the highest uh, highest spot that they can. So um, I, I I know I went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but I think you can see the excitement that I have in being with this firm and being with Mike and his wife and, and the people there. It, it's really been great.
4: Well, you don't have to worry about it's your time and you can say anything you want to. So it's it's exactly what we need to hear. And you're absolutely right. It's all it's all a matter of, um, you know, doing the right thing, as you said. And I will say, Mike, that any company that's able to maintain its employees for such great lengths of time collectively speaks volumes to the type of organization that is, uh, that that you have gotten yourself involved in. Because um, we know if, if you, people aren't being treated well, they leave. And accountants can be used in any specialized service. People can do what they have to do um, and and go places. So for them to have stayed does speak volumes to that. I mean, and you're right. And what I love about what you and Mike have always said, and Donna for that matter, is complimenting your employees and letting them know how valuable they are. Because the bottom line is this, we as human beings all want to feel appreciated. We all do. And so, especially in the work we do. And if we do it well, we want people to recognize our efforts and that we are doing it because there can be so many, you know, screw ups who don't do what they're supposed to do. And um, keeping someone on that long and wanting to stay are, um, is, is speaks to the, 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 integrity and the, and the way yeah. that place is run. So it's a good it thing, is. Mike. And
9: it, it definitely is. And even, even more so, not that everybody out there would, would understand this, but in public accounting, the amount of hours that sometimes are required, uh, are, is very tough. It's a very tough family life that you would have but we don't necessarily do that. Yes. Do we work hours? Of course we do. Um, and, but we don't overdo our people. We want to make sure everybody has a life outside of work. Yes. It's a difficult tax season. We do work some hours during then, but outside of that we try to make sure everybody has a work life balance. And I think Mike has achieved that uh, st- tremendously. And I look forward just to adding to that, uh, along the way. Yeah.
4: Um, Mike and and again we spoke about this last month, and the um, and I know from being a proud West Sider as Lynn is, and, and living in Dunmore now, that <laughs> the, the sense of pride that you have of this town. I saw a recent post from Tony and uh, Gargiola with a picture of, of of Bob Cadaro and talking about the West uh, the the. Dunmore Bucks win over West Scranton, and and I put, look at guys, um, um, win or lose, West is best, you know, because I had to throw that in to these Dunmore guys who were, you know, and and it's uh, the rival of West and Dunmore has always been there, but Mike, uh, there's no greater sense than coming back home after you've worked here locally, and then, like you just described, all of the people and the places that you've worked and and, and all of that knowledge that you've gleaned through those years of working with those higher-end large companies in major metropolitan areas in New Jersey, Connecticut, New New York. I mean, that is going to give this area, which you're coming home to, such wonderful um, knowledge of you to be able to bring that now here.
9: Well, I, I could not agree more, and I, I'm i not a big uh, proponent of patting myself on the back, but I'm excited to take the experience that I had out there and, and to bring it back here. I Now, I always say out there, and like I, I said before, I did commute. So the one thing that I wanted oh. to make sure is that my family, uh, my kids, uh, my wife, and, and everybody, we stayed here because we wanted to raise our kids like that here um i think the world of dunmore i think the world of northeastern pennsylvania you bring up you know west side and you know scrim prep and valley view and and all the different uh people the one thing that i always say to a lot of people we may have been uh rivalries in high school but you know once you get to college and stuff i can tell you most of those people were my best friends Uh, Mm -hmm. so it, it extends outside of just dunmore uh, I love Dunmore. It's my hometown. It'll always be my hometown. Uh, but uh, I have a ton of friends from, from Westside, from, you know, wilkes area and Valley View. And um, it extends. And, and that feeling of well, family of in, in this area is, uh, it, it is like no, no other. There's, especially in New York and New Jersey and Connecticut. Um, you don't have that feeling like the hometown no. that, that this area just has. So and you I, know what, I'm, Mike? It,
4: it has... It happens everywhere you go because I say yeah. all leads, all roads lead to Scranton anyway, um, yep. and and um, you know um, it's just it's amazing how every time every place anywhere I've lived outside of this area. It was always, oh, I know this person. I know that. Person. Everybody knows somebody from Scranton, the surrounding area. So it's yep. it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful place to be. It's a wonderful place to raise a family. As you said, we're conveniently located to so many wonderful places. I mean, for God's sake, you were able to commute to northern New Jersey every day, living here because of the highway system and everything that we have in our yep. own backyard. So yep. um, it's a it, wonderful it thing. And, um, I, I,
9: I, would, I wouldn't recommend the commuting every day. got to be on and no. But uh,
4: Now, Mike, your commute uh, is kind of far from your house in Dunmore up the road, up, up to Drinker Street. So that's yeah. a little bit of a challenge, I'm sure. it's, it's yeah. <laughs> Much, much it, more appreciated.
9: It is uh, quite a difference, you're right. Uh, uh, but It's, I it's know. a very welcome difference, and my uh, sleep habits have much improved.
4: Oh, good. Well, that's wonderful. <laughs> and then Mike, any, we, we just let everyone know, um, uh, as far as taxes, get your stuff ready because we don't know anymore. Um, right now, if there's going to be a delay in filing this year, like last year, but right now everything's still set for the 15th of, of April. So, um, just pull everything together quickly, right? Get it, start getting it can right, yeah. I mean, get, get it to your CPA.
9: Absolutely, the sooner the better that everybody can i don't anticipate that uh, we'll be pushed back off of April fifteenth again um, i don't i don't anticipate that at all, but um, you know those who are in a position that have a tax, uh, a heavy taxable income, those who own companies, make sure you do sit with your tax advisor Could and possibly do some, whether you have to make a payment or there's certain things you can do to minimize your tax situation, your tax burden by, you know, buying a piece of equipment or, or investing in something for the company that would take down that tax burden. So uh, definitely sit and talk with your advisor uh, before the year end, before you do that. I know we only have a couple of weeks to do so, but it's very important. And I think you'd rather, Put money back into your company, then uh, pay then the
4: IRS.
9: Pay, then, as we all, <laughs> so, there um, you go. Well, Mike,
4: Merry Christmas to you, your family, everybody that's up at uh, Barbetti McHale. Thank you for being a, a sponsor of ours and one of our guest experts. We thank you. Have a healthy new year. We will talk to you next month. I'll talk to you sooner, but um, thank you. And Lynn, we're going to sign off for the week. Okay. Okay, so everybody, thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye.